A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. We've been looking at the word Dabar. This is the word of God. When we talk about the proceeding word, or the instruction, or when we say, what have you heard? Let us again yes. remind ourselves what is Dabar. Yes. That when God speaks and he says let there be and there is, what is that? Yes. And is that what you are expecting in our lives? When we say you need an instruction is that what we are asking you to get? Yes. Now we saw that this word of God or the manifestation of the word of God carries all the components we talked about and I'll just go briefly that one of them was it is spoken. Yes. The word of God is spoken. So you cannot sit down and just think of something. Come up with a good scripture and say this is my dabar. All right, that is Safar, the written word, and we'll talk about that in another conversation. It instructs and commands. So the word of God does not come to entertain us, does not come to just remind us that God exists. No, 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 no. It instructs 
and commands and this command carries in it god's intention not ours so god has a deliberate and intentional thing that he wants done in the earth and that's what he's communicating to us yeah. we say that the word dabar is a thing yes it's material it's tangible you can touch it it is not something in the spirit that we say that god spoke yes he <laughs> said it something something out there no 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 it is material it is tangible and measurable in time meaning in space in time it is in material form yeah. so when god speaks a word which is spirit it becomes material yes. in our realm yeah. and of course it causes significant changes and transformation in our lives so when you look at your life and the life of those around you it will change because the word you're carrying will change your environment and change those who are around you it is an act of god we cannot track divine source to man so yes. you can't wake up and say the word i have my instruction is from a man the sent one carries the the intent of god and that's what he speaks meaning when we track it it is its source is divine yeah. not uh, man yes but of course it is accomplished in the earth through man absolutely that is the bar mm -hmm. so if we establish that we have received a word or an instruction from god or our proceeding word from god which carries all these components that of course we have talked about now where is our hindrance in walking in it because the question i'm asking is yes. you will say we'll yes. hear from you talking yes. and saying listen i've had yep question what is this that is hindering you yes because when you talk about the word of god and you say that we have patterns we have principles and examples in the bible that show that every time god speaks it becomes why is it not becoming in your life so like we <laughs> you're so clearly articulated and please if you didn't watch the last conversation yes the the rest of the part will be like finding a conversation in mid-sentence and then just joining the conversation and not doing what the context is yeah what was going on what was being said we spent time defining that thing called the, the word. word so from now on every time you come across the term the word of the lord came mm -hmm. or the term in the word or we had a word mm. go back to those breakdowns yes. and stop and say okay you know how many times we kept saying that whenever you hear a word look for your instruction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is like giving you a template where when you, you come across the term word or you say i got a word from god or i have a word for you go back and look for those five elements mm. and mm. be sure you can identify them only then will you have settled okay yes. i'm clear about what god is trying to achieve his intents and his outcomes having said that what if you've received a word before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. clear as we have defined yes and for whatever reason somehow you're not working in it mm. and so to do that now having uh, defined the word if so every time you meet that term today go back to the four things so if you have time if okay. you're watching this live it's okay if it's later pause stop go back all right so we're going to look at a scripture that will explain part of why we struggle Part of why even though sometimes God speaks, we get into a, a situation whereby, okay, nothing is happening. So we, now we are done with God. God's side complete. Our word yes, has come. It is it, our that side word now. is complete. That word is powerful. That word will produce. That word is complete. Now, how do we interact with it? All right? And this is what we want to look at. We are talking about John 15. 7 to 8 and this is where we are going to read the scripture and then yes. we break down the words yes. that I found in this scripture. Yes. If you abide in me, this is Jesus speaking, yes. and my words abide in you, mm -hmm. you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. Yes. Notice, from the word go, Jesus is clear. He's saying he has words. He says they are his words, and if you abide in him, in his words, you're abiding in him. So there's no separation between him and, and his, his word. word. Okay? But he has made it conditional. And what is the condition? The condition is if you abide. If. If you abide. So, there is something called the word. We've received a powerful word. That word is supposed to produce the most impossible situations in the earth. Okay. But now there's a new condition. The condition is if you abide. Why is if you abide important? Mm -hmm. Let me just give a preliminary reason. When man was created, his natural, we normally say, his natural 
abode was with God. Yes. What I just said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. abode. Abode meaning where he lived, where he operated, where he functioned from, was within a word from God. Because we fell, we are now outside that abode. Mm. So to abide, why he says abide is because abiding is not easy. Mm. Mm. Abiding means coming and allowing that to soak, allowing it to be part of you. Now we want to look at the term abide. abide. Because he says if you abide. For him to say if you abide, it means you don't normally abide. So... <laughs> So when God says if, yes. he's telling you, listen, already you are not in me. Can you yes. agree? Yep. Now he's telling you, when I send you a word, yes. and that word, mm -hmm. you abide in it. Yes. Like you said, yes. you're already outside of the word. When mm -hmm. the word comes, you have to get into yes. the word. Yes. So the word if is if. very important. Yes. And the word if tells you not everyone Aha. will get the results of this uh, scripture yes. because it is not about the scripture being said or read mm -hmm. it is not it being preached or taught yes. it is about you receiving it and living yes. or abiding in it very good yes and so because christians we have become how do i say desensitized mm. to terms we know the term meaning we can quote it we can say it we can repeat it we can rehearse it but we really know what it means mm. Yes. That's a problem. Yeah. So, if you abide now, in the most simple sense, to abide generally means to remain, mm. <laughs> to endure, or to stay in a particular state or condition. What does that mean? It means in this context that if you abide in something, eventually you and the thing become one. Mm. Right? So, if you think about it that way, suddenly, if I tell you, if you abide in a word, you see now, suddenly, it doesn't mean if you had it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean if it has been said to you. And that's why we are talking about yes. meditation. Yes. Because you cannot remain in that which you are not meditating uh -huh. on. That's why Joshua was told, yes. meditate on this word. Mm -hmm. Day and night, abide. Yes. That's all he was being told. Yes. Abide in the word. Simple. Yes. So, let's, let's try and break this term wider just to insist on the term abide because mm. listen jesus gave us only one condition if you abide, abide in his word you can ask whatever <laughs> you desire and it will be done for you in other words the see christians you know what we hear jesus said whatever you desire will be done for you yes you miss if. the condition mm -hmm. The condition to arrive at that place, whatever you desire. And it's so funny, it says whatever you desire, not whatever God desires. So what happens in the abide? Mm, your desires and God desires Somehow, meet and something happens. One. Yes. So a place reaches where your own desire is aligned with God's desire. Hmm. And whatever you ask. Can I give an example on that? Yes. When you talk about uh, Hannah. Yes. Hannah was crying out for a child. Yes. Hannah was desiring a child. Mm. She was desiring to hold her own child. Yes. As she was doing that, yes. heaven was desiring a prophet. There you go. Heaven was looking for a man. Yes. So Hannah's desire and yes. God's desire yes. met yes. and a prophet was born. Now that is what we are calling coming to a place yes. of your desire and God's desire becoming Listen, one. Listen, that statement you just heard is one of the most powerful statements you can live by. Mm. When barrenness <laughs> and God's desire intersect, mm. the supernatural is born. Yes. Powerful. Every time that barrenness, check anybody. Yes. Check anyone who was barren in the Bible. Mm. When their barrenness and God's desire intersected, yes. a prophetic reality was birthed. Mm. So sometimes, our so-called barrenness has just not intersected with heaven's desire. With heaven's desire. Wow, that's powerful. That's all. So abiding is the intersection. This can become a powerful tool for movement. The understanding that abide is the intersection mm -hmm. between heaven's desire and seemingly, I'll call it seemingly, yes. barrenness. So when you come and say, I'm barren in this area, yes. you do not understand that heaven has a desire That's and it. it's looking for a person who aligns themselves. Yes. For example, when God says, I'll give you power That's to it. create wealth, remember that statement ends with a powerful thing, that I, God, yes. want to establish a Covenant, covenant that I swore. That I swore. There and when go. I swear to your forefathers, I said, yes. listen, this must 
happen. So I have a desire to make that word true, to make that word manifest in the yes. earth. So I'm looking for a people who says, listen, my financial status, my friend, yes. there's barrenness. Exactly. There's an area in me that no matter how much I follow the word of God, I'm still barren. There you go. Now that barrenness, that cry says, listen, God has a desire uh -huh. to make his covenant come true. Yes. When these two meet, yes. that intersection you say. You see, if you understand that concept, yes. then you'll understand how somebody sometimes wonders, you guys are always talking about economy, about <laughs> money, about breakthrough. Listen, our desire mm. and God's desire mm. intersected. Amen. And so the outcome of kingdom processing of economy, the outcome of a type of wealth never seen in the earth yes. that advances the kingdom is the interface of, if I may use the term, mm. luck, brokenness, mm. limitation. Those are all barrennesses. And there's a desire and God's in us. Desire. There's a desire in yes. us that is not in somebody else. No. That's why somebody can be like, okay, let me ask you. Yeah. Why do you always talk about finances? You don't have a desire. Yeah. There's somebody that has, let me use the word, hit you. Mm. That makes you know there's a word God spoke in the Bible. Yes. He said, listen, I want this word to become true. Because when exactly. he talked to Abraham, he said, you yes. and your descendants. That's it. Now, the descendants of Abraham in this season yes. need to access that promise. That's it. And that is why in us, we are kind of configured in a way that says, Lord, I want that word to That's become it. true in my time. Yes. That so, desire. So, so, like we're saying, if you look at the term abide now, okay. as we, we continue to break it down, it can refer to physically, I'm just using a metaphor for your understanding, okay. form and function, to physically staying or residing in a specific place or location. Okay. In other words, when you reside, you're not temporary. You reside, it becomes your home. Mm. When you stay in a position, it becomes your norm. Mm. That implies that you're dwelling. You're when you say something, the, you see, <laughs> he that dwells, he that dwells, not abides. visits. Mm. He that dwells in the secret place mm. of the Most High. If you go and read the rest of that scripture, it talks about powerful things happening. <laughs> Why did things happen? God was powerful. Yeah. Why did those things happen? Because he dwelt. Mm. He that dwells <laughs> remains in a particular position for a period of time. Let me just say this also about what we've misunderstood to be the Great Commission. It said, go and make disciples. disciples. Go and cause people to dwell mm. in the nature, mm. in the character of the Father, mm. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you do that, then the nations will see our manifestation. And I think the problem we have here is when many of us, the yes. believers here, we're talking to believers. Yes. Many of us, when we receive a word. Yes. That word is our land where you're supposed to be dwelling. Yes. But most of us visit. Yes. Instead of inhabit. There it is. We visit the land. Yep. So our mentality is a mentality of visitational. There we normally go. go into the word and pick something yep. and run we out. We Don't visit. But there's where God is saying, I want a people with a habitational mentality. Exactly. A people who say, this is the word I've been given. That's what Joshua did. That's it. He, he, That's he a became a dweller of that word. That's it. And I think for us also when we talk and say, God gave us a word two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And he said, I will give you power. Yes. In your season, I want this word to become true because it's for the descendants of Abraham and yes. all day from Abraham to now generations have experienced this power yes. to create wealth so in exactly. our time the promises given to us yeah. now for us where do we dwell that's yes. the word we dwell in yes. no matter what we talk now that brings us to the other mm. we're going to give you different dynamics until this word abide becomes permanent we're giving you other words that reinforce it dwell now abide can also mean to live within the context of a rule or a law Okay. Meaning, I live in this way. Everywhere you meet me, I still live by that. Yeah. I am governed by that principle. Mm -hmm. That is dwelling. Dwelling is not just staying in a place. Dwelling is living by a certain value. That is dwelling. You see, dwelling is not new to you. Mm. Many Africans dwell in their culture. Mm -hmm. No matter where you go, you apply, you operate by, you function by. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You've said something very powerful. Yes. That many people dwell. Yes. Their living place. Yes. Is 
their culture. That's it. Their dwelling place is their culture. Yes. And you can go anywhere. Exactly. So somebody can leave their country. Exactly. Go to another country that has different cultures and you say in that place, yes. in our culture, there you men go. do not. You're still in our dwelling. culture, women do not. You have carried your culture exactly. and you're dwelling in it. So the, listen, the Greek word for all these terms we're giving is called meno. To dwell, to dwell, to agree, to abide. All these aspects we're giving you, yes. they call that one word abide. So abide is not just staying in a place. Mm. It has the picture of staying in a place long enough for something to soak. Mm. But it has also the meaning of then beginning to move with the new mindset of what you are soaked in. That is still abiding. That's why, you, like you said, Joseph was told, uh, Joshua was told, uh, meditate on this, yes. dwell, soak. Then begin to do, meaning the actions come from the dwelling. Mm. So if you met me in my action, I'm still dwelling. Mm -hmm. So your actions are actually backed yes, by who you've become. Exactly. And what you're saying yes. that when you dwell, yes. this dwelling yes. changes or raises your standards. Yes. So the standards you're operating by now yes. are standards that are dictated to by the word of exactly. God. Meaning when I come and say, listen, why are you doing business the way you're doing? Uh -huh. Because the word said. Yes. Why do you treat your family the way you do? Yes. Because the word said. Exactly. You as a person, there's a way there are some things you do not tolerate. Exactly. There are some things that you do not live by because yes. of the word of God. That's what we mean when you abide. When you're abiding. The word yes. raises your standards. Yes. And now you're living by the standards of where you truly come exactly. from. Exactly. So yes. I want you to see the picture of receiving, believing, immersing, changing, transforming, mm -hmm. acting, operating, mm -hmm. functioning, and also enduring. When something tries to come against you, mm -hmm. you don't change. Like you said, yes. culture already has that component. Yes. Even when you go to a foreign land, you still behave by your culture. That means even if I come into a context that is different mm -hmm. from the kingdom value I have, yes. I don't change. The mm -hmm. situation changes. The Bible talking about that uh, persecution comes. For the sake of the word. Yeah. It doesn't come because you're a Christian. Mm. Or they're persecuting us because we're believers. No, they're no. not. For they're the persecuting sake of the us word. because... No, they're not. Persecution is not after your Christianity. Mm. It's after the it's word. It's after the word you received. The word Jesus said that if you abide in, that's <laughs> so what the devil say, is after. When you say endure, yes. you're saying that this situation, this yes. circumstance might be, might be difficult. Yes. But I'm going to endure because I already exactly. know where this word is taking yes. me. The problem is when we receive the word, but when persecution comes, there you many go. are unable to hold on yeah. to the word. And they look for anything else to anchor on. Yes. Now you are being told that the word of God, Daba, yes. when the word comes hmm. and any situations that come that are trying to question that word, yes. you hold on to this word. Exactly. Anchor yourself on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. The same word abad, hmm. abide. Abide also carries the power of persisting. Hmm. What is my driving force that is hmm. making me go forward? Yeah. The word I received. Hmm. What is making me, well, well, when a challenge comes, what makes me make the decision I make? Hmm. What makes me stand my ground? What makes me continue to push? I am fully aware that the situation is trying to take away the truth I carry. Hmm. Because if the truth I carry becomes a reality, that situation becomes irrelevant. Hmm. Hmm. So it is also carries the connotation of persisting, hmm. making sure I am getting there. So yep. if you soak believe accept become all right if you walk in operate by mm. if you resist anything pressuring you and persist on your journey because mm -hmm. resisting is not enough yes you don't just resist <laughs> that's good you also persist mm. if you do that then you shall have whatever that's called abiding in the word so the word is as powerful to as it will ever be. But why do we need to abide? Why do we need to do all these things? Why does it mean? Listen, abide even means to anticipate. Mm -hmm. In case I see something that is trying to query what I am, I can see where you're headed. Yes. Not going to change my position. Mm. I'm smarter than that. Why did all this happen? Because when we fell, we were so disconnected from the word that by the time the word comes, we have a new nature, mm. a new mindset, yeah. a new culture, a new way of life, a new behavior. We have been trained by the world. 
So abiding is the principle that sheds off all these things, that comes against the environment that would stop you, mm. that causes whatever arguments would try and <laughs> dissuade you. Yes. It is the abiding is the most powerful thing. There's nothing the devil fights like abiding. Mm. The word Dabar. And that's yes. the power of Dabar because we said yeah. something that the word of God, when it comes, yes. in it is everything required, including yes. the ability. That is why when you talk about Sarah yes. or Hannah or yes. Rebecca and you say these people were, bad, uh, were barren, yes. what caused them to continue? Yep. Continue believing God, waiting patiently. The word. This word is powerful if you can hold on to it. Mm. But the enemy will do one thing. If I can give you all the kingdoms <laughs> of this world, what is it that you are desiring? Mm -hmm. The enemy can offer mm -hmm. as long as you drop the ball. Yes. Drop that word you've been given. That's it. Stop following the instruction. The devil can offer yes. you what you want. So there are some testimonies where the devil interacts, interferes and says, instead of you continuing with this word, let me offer yes. you. Like Jesus, you say hmm. it is written. There's a word that God gave me, and that's the word I'm standing by. The word will open your eyes yes. to hear the intents of the enemy for you. So there you go. Let, and let's, you refuse. Let, let's take Sarah. Yes. Perfect example. Mm -hmm. Because she's the picture of abiding. Yes. Because the Bible now talking about her in the list of the heroes of faith. Mm -hmm. It says, and Sarah judged God to be, paraphrased, right. Yes. In other words, the, let me give you a picture. Think of it this way. Think of Sarah sitting in the seat of a judge. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, God says she's mm -hmm. not barren, saying she's the mother of nations. Yes. That's what God is saying. Saying through her, nations mm -hmm. shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. That's what God is saying. But her situation is barrenness. Guys, want you to understand something? Yes. God has a habit of speaking contradictory to your reality. Mm -hmm. You see, most of us want God to agree with something. Yes. We want the word to come alongside us. We want the word to confirm us. The word most time of the time conflicts mm. with us. Mm. It was a conflicting statement. How do you say she's the mother of, of generations yes. while she is barren? So as a judge, you're saying here yes. she is standing. Yes. God on one hand. Yes. Giving evidence. Giving yes. witness. Yes. That she is not barren. She's the mother of many Nations. nations. The circumstance yes. on the other hand standing showing up. showing her with evidence that she's better. So as a judge, you're listening to both sides. Thank you. And you're listening and saying, let me hear this witness, witness yes. again. Let me hear this witness exactly. again. And she made a judgment. Yes. She <laughs> judged God righteous. Wow. And it accounted to her for righteousness. So when she did that, she conceived. How many people, when God yeah. says, I'm giving you power to create wealth, yes. and he's saying here that, listen, I've given you power. My power will overcome every situation. There you go. And your situation is standing here and saying, yes. I'm in debt. It's saying, listen, auctioneers are coming to carry my children. It's ta You're standing here and saying, I have hmm. nothing. I need to move on, but I have nothing. I want to open business up. So these there two are speaking. What is your judgment? So, so, the, What's book, your judgment? so the book of Hebrews yes. takes us behind the scenes. Mm. Something you never saw in Genesis. Yes. All we saw was God say to Abraham, this time next year, and God said to Sarah, and she laughed. All right? And we are told, she was asked, why does she laugh? And I am not so sure. Mm -hmm. Biblical scholars argue. They say she laughed in mockery. What makes you think that? What if she laughed with joy? Mm. Because God has said something so powerful. Then the question is, they are showing us something we never see. Most of us just preach and say, and God gave Sarah and she conceived. Mm. No. God said this time next, next year to a barren woman. Hmm. So she had to judge. Listen, can we even take another level? Okay. When you say this time next year, it takes nine months to conceive. Hmm. One year is 12 months. So she hasn't even to, started to carry the pregnancy, yeah, to, carry the pregnancy to give birth. Mm -hmm. But the prophecy says this time next year, which means there will be 12 months of movement, which means at the time she's being told, she hasn't even started the journey of conception. Hmm. That's why I'm going to be behind the scenes. Yes. So Twelve took, months. I mean next yeah. year at this time. So it took three months of her battling mm. with this concept. So she still had an opportunity yes. to judge whether God exactly. is right. Exactly. That's where I'm going mm. with this. Mm. So it took time now mm. for her to arrive. So Hebrews is telling us, let me show you Sarah's journey. journey. She did not conceive just because God said. Mm. Mm. 
Otherwise, we will miss the principle. Yes. God said this time next year, then we jump. When it came to that time, wait. Hmm. The writer of Hebrews is telling me, let me show you what you did not see. So these three months, in her mind, there you go. She's she has to abide in that one. Is God true? There is he go. righteous? Is he a man that he should lie? There you go. Those are the questions you should be battling with. And yes. say, listen, I have read somewhere that God can never there lie. Go. There's there no way go. God can tell us I'm giving you power and yes. it is a lie. There so these go. are the questions you should be asking and saying, listen, as I'm meditating, this is what I'm coming to a place of saying, I judge God righteous. Yes. The word that he has given us must come to pass. And what then happens, mm -hmm. because she judged, she conceived. So she did not conceive because God spoke. Hmm. Yeah. Guys, this thing never changes. If the patriarchs had to do that journey, <laughs> so have, do we. Yes. So listen, most of the time, when God gives you a Daba word, hmm. or should I say, all of the time, when God gives you a Daba word, hmm. it will always contradict with your deeply ingrained beliefs and preconceived ideas. Hmm. So the devil is never the problem. Jesus made it clear. This generation that did not enter in the book of Hebrews, yes. it was not because of the devil. The Bible does not say that and these ones did not enter because of the devil. Mm -hmm. It says they did not enter because of their unbelief. Unbelief mm. is disagreeing with the word, period. Mm. So when God speaks and says, yes. you will have That's power, it. the devil comes and says, did God really, really say? say? Yes. When you listen to the two conversations, you choose yes. to take the side of the exactly. enemy that questions yes. what God did. Exactly. So Sarah here, we yes. have been shown as a judge, she's sitting and listening just as you're doing. Exactly. Just listening and asking questions just as you're doing. But yes. all said and done, she mm. said, listen, I judge God righteous that his word yes. will always come to pass. And she held the child. There you go. Yeah. So what did mm -hmm. we do when God first gave us the message, the power to create wealth? Yes. We did bring it to you. Mm. We didn't preach it. Yeah. We didn't tell anyone because we needed to abide. We had to abide. And what did abide mean? We had to disagree with our religious yes. upbringing. Yeah. We had to disagree with our reality, physically, materially. Mm -hmm. We had to disagree with every teaching we had had that queried or argued so we had to sit down and like sarah go through a process mm. we went through scripture to find how many scriptures we can find that confirm that poverty is okay we didn't find, <laughs> we any. Didn't find any we had to go through and show where god is pleased with poverty and luck mm -hmm. we didn't find any we had to go everywhere and everywhere eventually we had to look is it true that god always financially economically blessed those that he called we found evidence mm. we went does God give power for wealth? We give evidence. We give. In fact, many times we found trouble came when they forgot who gave them. Yes. So once we had spent time abiding, what were we doing? We were removing our own mm -hmm. conflicting reality, our own arguments, our own reasonings, our own history, our own religion. When we were done with abiding, we now began to accept and began to operate and walk and function in what God said. Mm. When we prove it to be true, then we discover the next step that God intends it to be for nations. Mm. He wants that truth to go. Now I can yes. send you. Mm. That's what abiding went in our And context. I think for us, when you talk about our journey, yes. to come into a place of believing or judging God righteous, yep. if there's something you've heard us talk about, and you can tell when we talk about that, yes, we are we are in total agreement with yeah. God, yeah. that God spoke something to our forefathers and yeah. he said, listen, there's a word I've given you, but the word I've given you, I want it to become true. Yes. I'm looking for a man, a person who will say, use me to bring your word to pass. Guys, it's not our word. It is not us sitting down and saying, by the way, is there a way God can give us power? No, God is saying, I'm looking for a generation who can take my power to create wealth because financially, yes. God has a journey with his people. In the healing, God has a journey with his people. Yes. When it comes to salvation, God has a journey with his people. And that's why we said that we in this community, yes. we are on a journey financially. Yes. Now, we say that there are people who will have to stand up and become the evidence that God's word is true. The that's same it. way, we have people who stand up from wheelchairs yes. to prove that God's healing power is true. We go. have people who can tell you, I was in the ditch. I said there's no God. I lived a life like there was no tomorrow. But today, I'm born again and I can be a witness that God's saving power is yes. true. So we need people who can say God's giving power to create wealth is true. Exactly. God needs that generation. Yes. 
And what happens to all of us? Mm-hmm. We do not know what to abide in. Mm. Jesus says, abide in <laughs> my word. Yes. We abide in everybody else's words. Mm. Yeah. That's why we abide. That's why your, your thoughts are always a problem. Because that you're, you're abiding. That's where Eve went. She went to abide. Hmm. How do we know? Yeah. The fall of man came from abiding in another oh, word. Whoa. Simple. She's now abiding in another word. Listen, the Bible <sighs> says, and the serpent asked a few questions, hmm. paraphrased. And then the Bible says, and the woman saw hmm. that it was good. She had abode. She judged. And then mm-hmm. she took and ate. So mm-hmm. her abiding in that word she received from the serpent yes. brought her to a place of action. That action took her away from God. Mm. Abide. So when Jesus says, if you abide in my word, yes. that means if you abide in me, in my word, he is the word. He's telling you, listen, yes. you have the ability to abide in another. Yes. Eve did. And what happened? She was taken out of the garden. That's it. She's away from God. That's it. So when Jesus said, when this scripture starts by saying, if you abide, if, because you have the ability to hear, interpret, and judge the other word righteous. Now let me bring something here. God said, if you eat of this, if you abide in another word and end up with that action, you shall surely die. Jesus said, the words I give you, they are spirit and they are life. Now listen, when you abide in the word, you live. Hmm, hmm. When you abide in the enemy's word, you die. Hmm. Now the principle was this, death in this context, the devil knew. Hmm. The only thing I need to do, the devil didn't care whether they were taken out of the garden or not. Hmm. He just knew, if I can separate them from the dabah of God, yes, that's it. And all they'll do after that is a life of diminishing. Exactly. So when we say they will die, yes. God is telling you, my friend, look at Adam. Hmm. If anything, he lived how many years after that? There you go. He lived. Yes. His sons lived. Methuselah went to 969. Yes. What does that mean? Death here is diminishing. You live yes. a life that is diminishing. In value. You live a life that is giving you worry and anxiety. Exactly. That is death in the eyes of God. Yes. Many people feel like, you know what? God doesn't kill people anymore. Yeah. No, he never did. Because, because we thought, because we thought in our mind, yeah, when you die, mm. even God has no idea where you are. <laughs> God is in all the realms, wow. so that's not the issue. Yes, you want, death comes from you not living the life mm. that you're supposed to operate in, and you diminish until eventually mm. you physically die. But physically dying is the final result of having died. Mm. Having. So dying is a process. Yes. It's a journey. So there are some people who are on a momentum of <laughs> death, meaning everything that comes into your hands Diminish. dies, diminishes. And you've asked that before. Yeah, yeah. When things touch your hands, do yes. they grow in value or, or do diminish? They diminish? When people come into you, Thank when you. you enter into relationships, when you enter into partnerships, when you enter into business, when you enter into marriage, what happens if you don't see that as death huh. and tell yourself i i despise this life yes. where things just die in my life i despise it if you cannot reach that place of despising the enemy is happy that's it because the enemy makes you think yes that's normal yeah, yeah. why everybody's everybody dying yes. he's having the same manifestation yes. and, and some faster than others oh. so if somebody's dying oh. faster than you you think you're doing well mm, mm. that's a problem wait 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 i think we have to stay here <laughs> stay here a bit death in the eyes of God. Yes. Because people think God fears death the way we do. Exactly. Remember, physical death here is what we are saying that men fear. Yes. Physical death, there are some people who are told, listen, are you born again? Yes, you're born again. Mm. But the way you're living, you will see heaven. Yes. But in the earth, my friend, you'll just be living a life of diminishing. Listen, God did not threaten Adam with death. Mm. Mm. God stated to Adam the outcome of disconnection. Mm. Please get that clear. So what is disconnection here for us yes. in our time? When a particular word mm. is supposed to live, come into your life and live and cause you to change, when that life goes, that mm-hmm. reality God said dies in your life. Wow. So the word of God carries with it the life of God. Thank you. So there is a life of God that is supposed to come into you when you embrace yes. the word. And then you now live a life of just thriving. Exactly. Thriving. And what is thriving here is where you're bringing the life of God. And when you speak, yes. when you do business, when you raise your kids in your marriage, you're just spreading the life of God. There you go. Otherwise, you yes. spread 
the death that's it pattern that's it why because when you come and tell someone women are like this men are like this what are you you are on a journey of diminishing yes. and you're infecting others and how do you spread death hmm. because whatever word you abide in you will infect others with it hmm. powerful if you are abiding in the word that is dying you will infect everybody hmm. in your space with it hmm. if you carry life you will infect everybody in your space with hmm. it that's how this happens. And now you know when you talk about the proceeding word, why we tell you guys mm. you must live by the word that yes. proceeds from the mouth of God because that word is life. Yes. That word makes you thrive. That word brings increase and expansion. There's another word and that's why we keep telling you my friend, <laughs> culture might look beautiful, but culture puts you on the path yeah. of diminishing. You will not diminish today Listen. or tomorrow, but my friend, you're on a path one maybe we need to revisit a conversation we once had yeah. about the spirit of the pharisee mm. or rather the camouflage of the serpent mm. Mm. why is the serpent a master of camouflage he can speak in any language wow he can mm. speak in culture he can speak in music mm. he can speak he's a master mm. Mm. the only one thing he speaks did god really say only one thing he says mm. for god knows you will be mm. so the principle is he wants you to abide in his word because once the serpent spoke and Eve listened. The serpent didn't touch a fruit. The serpent didn't offer anything. The serpent didn't tell her what to do next. She told herself. Mm. That's the power of abiding. Yes. So abiding is something you already have. So if you meet Eve now, yes. when she's telling you, listen, this tree is good to make me wise. Thank you. She won't tell anybody will, told her. Where will you think She's getting those thoughts from. Herself. So the conversation doesn't sound serpentry. Is there Thank such you. a word? That's a good serpentry. Word. <laughs> no. The word sounds like yes. Eve is thinking. Yes. So there are many things we are voicing, but their source is the serpent. That's it. Did God really say? That's and now she says, this thing is good for food. Okay, yes. wait. God had already told you, Simple. eat everything. Yeah. Now you're coming up with your own revelation. Version. An upgrade to the menu. The serpent <laughs> message. <laughs> so what are we to abide in? Hmm the word you have received that's wow. all for how long hmm. for as long as it takes to change for as long as it takes to change my situation so you don't say listen i'm going to listen to this word and i'm going to meditate on it for two weeks hmm. no 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 <laughs> if it changes you in two minutes okay wait wait there's something you're saying and you're <laughs> just going very fast it takes you asked a question yes for how long, how long? for as long as the word takes to change you that's it so if i resist you can take a word listen <laughs> god does this when a word did not change a generation <laughs> he waited 40 years wow he did not change the word may the he word not waited. wait in our generation the word waited <laughs> but when a word reached abraham the next <laughs> day <laughs> he was en route yeah is it time no it is you how long does it take for the word to become flesh? It takes as long as you resist it. That's the it. The minute you stop That's resisting it. and embrace Abraham the following day, he stood. And he left. Mm. Immediately. Mm -hmm. We see many miracles in the Bible. Jesus said, get up, pick up your bed and walk. Now, How long had he been there? Mm. 38 years. How long did it take to get up? Your famous story of Pharaoh. Yes. How long with the frogs? Yes. Many people Moses, are like that. Take the frogs away. When do you want them gone by? <laughs> tomorrow. This time tomorrow. Moses says, cool. with you. Had you said now, frogs would have gone now. But since you prefer these times tomorrow, have one more night with the frogs. Mm. How many people are saying, listen, Another I want this changing, but a month with the frogs. Another okay. year with the frogs. Because yes. you don't know how to say, wait a minute. For how long? For as long as, as I resist. It takes you to believe. Did you know? that your current breakthrough is just one mentality oh. of yours away hmm. Hmm. but did you know your mentality can stay with you for the next three generations hmm. you can just perpetuate the next three minutes listen as we are talking now you can look and say wait a minute it is me who is judging my situation 
more right. powerful more powerful than god it is me who is hearing the word and instead of saying god is right no matter what i'm seeing here yes. it is me who is holding on to the situation yes it is me who is listening to somebody else or another voice and that voice is causing me to say that is right exactly. god's word is not so it is me who is keeping myself where yes. i am that is hard to believe i'm keeping yes. myself yes. in this situation jesus says when that happens same scripture hmm. then <laughs> when after you have a board wow then you will ask whatever you desire it shall be done <laughs> for you so what's wrong right now the position of your desires hmm. and let me say something about whatever you desire okay. and god's desire okay. see we always think god's desire is a difficult process mm, yes. we think god's desire is a hard thing mm. we think god's desire is is something so so religious and spooky we have to give up our life for it mm. that is religion god's desire is better than your desire. Oh. So if you're sitting there saying I desire to live a life that is hassle free. God is well, saying, "Listen, hmm. my desires are higher than that." It is yes. not you who wants to change. <laughs> it is God who wants you to yes. change. It is not you who wants to receive his word and walk in it. It is God who desires that you walk in his word. So until we change that mentality, yes. we think we are begging heaven to change us. Heaven is saying, listen, I'm only waiting for one thing. For you to be changed by the word I've sent you so that your beliefs can change yes therefore your desires yes. and heaven's desires can become one there you go then you can ask what whatever you, you desire did you know why mm. it says then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because currently you are asking a miss now mm. asking a miss does mm. not mean asking for too much okay <laughs> mm. asking a miss can mean you're asking too low mm. Mm. change how you think about god you see, we think we are, when we're asking a miss, we're asking for too much. God yes. doesn't have that much. Mm. So what I'm asking is, you know, mm -hmm. God didn't give me this because I'm asking for something that, that, that will fulfill my desire. God is saying you're asking a miss. You know why? Had you asked me, I would have given you something that fulfills your desires and your generation's desires. Mm. So you're asking a miss. So when you ask for too low, sometimes God says, hold. Because if I answer you your prayer there, yes. you will be cemented there. That's it. You will settle. Yes. You come to a place of I'm okay. And God is saying, listen, yes. raise your standard. Let the word, allow the word yes. to raise your standard and exactly. show you what I mean. To prove this to you, mm -hmm. the scripture we use, the preceding word that we have, that I'll give you power to produce wealth, yes. was being said to slaves. Hmm. Who have just left slavery. They have not prayed for increase. Hmm. They have been praying for deliverance. Pray. They've been praying for deliverance. Mm -hmm. Their highest cry, get us out of Egypt. Mm. God says, I will give you power to produce wealth. In other words, God is saying, listen, if it was left to you, the most you'd want mm -hmm. is to get out of slavery and live well. Now, you don't understand. The promise I gave your fathers does not allow that mentality. Mm -hmm. The so, promise I gave yeah. is that you will produce, I'll give you power, power to produce wealth. He did not say, I'm giving you sustenance. He just did. They just plundered the Egyptians. Mm. After plundering the Egyptians, after taking the gold from the Egyptians, he says, I'll give you power to produce wealth. That means whatever they took from the Egyptians mm. was not wealth. Wow. And they didn't ask for it. God determined. Because it is God's reputation that was at stake, <laughs> not, not theirs. theirs. They are slaves. And remember, like what you're saying, when they're coming out of Egypt, yes. all they want is deliverance. That's it. God is saying, I don't want to give you deliverance. Exactly. I want to give you freedom. I want you to come to a place of freedom. But this freedom, it has boundaries set by the exactly. word that I give you. There are many people who are going to God for deliverance. And God is saying deliverance is just taking you out yes. of Egypt. Exactly. Freedom is bringing you into a new place that allows you to be masters, owners, not slaves. You see, and this might be a topic for an entirely different conversation, but yes. it could help you. Yeah. When God took an offering in the wilderness, yes. he had just given them and he had not yet offered wealth. Hmm. And when God took an offering from them, he did not promise them anything. Mm. He did not say, if you give me this offering, I'll bless you. When God said that he would make them wealth, it was not because they had acted in any manner. Mm. So what am I telling you? That the first time God asked for an offering was to break slave mentality from them. Mm. Nothing to do with Explain, increase. Explain, please. <laughs> <laughs> so God takes you out of Egypt, allows you to carry the entire economy of Egypt and your slaves. Mm. Then God says, take an offering only from those who are willing. Why does he put the caveat willing? Because willingness is the proof that you have broken free from slavery. 
that you're no longer bound by that, that you have an understanding that economy comes from a divine source. source. That was not wealth. Neither did that giving produce any wealth. Mm. Then God says, now that we've done that, let's move to another level. We're going to a land where I'm going to make you wealthy, mm. but you are going to kill giants. Meaning it's progressive journey. Do you understand all these are God's ideas, mm. not theirs? For how long <laughs> you stay in the position that you're in, as long as you are resisting the world, yes. as long as you're judging the world right, you're yes. judging the situation right, yes. you're saying, listen, you don't understand. Yep. I am in this place. Yes. And you know when you talk about the situation you're in, yep. you are conv your convictions can be seen, exactly. can be heard, can be touched. Yes. I am in this. I am in poverty. You know things have happened. The last 10 years, you're telling God how much you believe the situation you're in. God is telling you, listen, next year, he doesn't give you a lot of words. Yeah, yeah. He tells you next year, this time you'll be holding a Simple. child. Your situation will have turned around. Yes. You will be the one lending and not borrowing. Exactly. You will be top, not beneath. Right. And when you hear those things, you're like, oh Lord, <laughs> you don't have that conviction in you, Lord. God yes. is saying, listen, I have a word. That daba, when it hits your situation, superimposes on your life. It changes everything. There you it go. is up to you to ask yourself, do I want to judge God yes. righteous? righteous that is true. I'll still go back to you and ask, for how long yes. must I hold the word? Because that's the question yes. that comes from many. I think I'll rephrase it this way. In scripture, whenever time is used, stop thinking clocks. Mm. I think I'll start there. Okay. Whenever you hear fullness of time, stop thinking calendar. Mm. Mm. Whenever it says it was time, never think. Always think of time as when two dynamics meet, and we've spoken about this before, the Kairos and the Kronos intersecting. What is a Kairos? A Kairos is a season that God announces in the earth. So if God says, for example, yes. that this is the season that he wants to do something, that season only ends when everything God said happens mm. okay so listen carefully so god says this is the season of breakthrough for example there'll be a definition for the meaning of the term breakthrough, breakthrough. yes now as long as it takes for all that breakthrough to end that is a kairos mm. a kairos can be weeks months years because a kairos doesn't end until what god said happens mm. now what determines the starting and the ending of a kairos yes somebody who understands that kairos mm. is the starting point yes when i sought mm -hmm. a man when the god when the amos 3 7 when god wants to do a thing on the earth he tells his servant the prophet so a prophet hears it a prophet announces it yes announcing a kairos does not start a kairos mm. Mm. explain because when the prophet said jesus will be born did not start the mm. season mm. But well, well, there's something in the exactly. spirit. There's a journey in the spirit. Yes, a, 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 a prophetic statement is God's intent. Okay. Then God will find people who will believe the that intent. intent. And when they start to act based on that intent, hmm. the kairos starts. Hmm. Okay. Then, if the kairos said certain things will happen, all those activities—that is the chronos now—the activities will happen and when they are completed the kairos will end then we say that word came to pass so what if we come and say for example in our season god is saying deal with the giants yes look at perizite look at your life and ask where is it that you have smallness yes. that cannot accommodate yes. what god is saying exactly if you don't deal with that yes. you prolong exactly. the manifestation of the word exactly. in your life so there are people who think because we are no longer talking about the giants we are now talking about you in the land and God is saying you're like I'm skipping here God is saying listen go back there is a parasite that you're bringing along with you which you are allowing to live in your land yes. and that smallness cannot allow you to take what God is the fullness and of this, what God and is this saying is the reason yeah? because we were trained in Greek thinking yes. in school mm. Greek thinking has got to do with start finish certificate okay you think you're finished. Hmm. Kingdom thinking is in layers. Hmm. Layers means there's a parasite at this level. Yes. And I deal with him. Hmm. Listen, God said to them, though I want to give you the land, I'll have to give it to you a little at a, at a time. time. Hmm. A little at a time was not God giving you. It says, lest the beasts overrun it. Yes. Meaning, if I give you space you can't operate in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beasts will overrun. Okay. But if you keep taking and taking, 
a new dynamic comes yes. as far as your eyes can see. Yes. So Abraham's problem wasn't how much land God had given him. Mm. God's problem was how far can Abraham see? see. That's the difference. Mm. So every season, when, so when we say, how mm -hmm. long must you be in Adaba? As long as it takes, for what? For you to begin to walk. That's why even when the, the parable of the sower says 30-fold, 60-fold, mm. 100-fold. Meaning, if I handle parasite at this level, another level will come. Yes. If it comes, another level will come. Meaning, at every new territory, God is giving you a pattern, not a formula. Hmm. A pattern means, as you grow better and better, you begin to recognize it and grow bigger and bigger with it. Hmm. A formula means, this is the problem, this is the solution. We are done. So when you talk about a journey, yes. you are simply saying that when you beat parasite, on this level, yes. as you go to the next level, you ask yourself, where is Perizite here? That's it. Because these giants are not um, in one level saying, listen, from here now you'll never see me again. <laughs> Every level you enter, you're like, I'm trusting God more and more. Yes. And I want to see, in this level, do I have Perizite? If you don't do that, you will now be walking with Perizite because you beat it in class one. You come and say, in class two, I don't deal with parasite. Now I'm looking for something else to beat. Exactly. But it is almost like you're saying, in every level I move on with God, That's I it. make sure there is no uh, giant yes. that was left behind and it's now growing back exactly. again. Exactly. And why I said we have a problem yeah? with Greek teaching mm. is because Greek taught you, go to class in the morning and learn math. Okay. Then go, the next lesson is English. The next lesson is this. So you keep learning in dichotomous pieces mm. and mm. you never interconnect them. Okay. So, really, did you realize you can't learn like that? Yes. Though you thought you did. Mm. Because then tomorrow, another class, another class, another class, your day is filled. End of the day, what did you actually learn? <laughs> what did what you is actually that learn? you're doing? You now, see, yeah. I was just going to say, because yes. of that thinking, when we say giants, that is class for you, math. <laughs> then power to create wealth, another class. Then entering the land, another There's class. There's a class you mentioned today. Yes. In passing. Abide. You talked about the Pharisees. Yes. And you said what is one of the things we saw yes. on the day we dealt with the Pharisees? Another that class. they are like a serpent that the skin yes. does not absorb water. Exactly. Meaning, yeah, did you ask yourself, yeah. does do I receive the word exactly. or i'm like a serpent where yes. the water just runs over me i hear yes. the word it passes and i'm waiting for something else yes we said that the serpent the tongue is divided it is like a yes. fork did you ask yourself is my tongue split meaning i can speak kingdom and i can speak babylon now if you think you jumped that class and now you go to the next one we're in the land now we are taking over so, so, but yeah. you're still having the serpent exactly. characteristics yet if you're paying attention, mm. we're in the same conversation. Yes. We said power to create wealth. Yes. We said poverty mindset. We said enter the land. We said take off. All these are one story. If you go back to Deuteronomy, we're not talking about five different stories. Mm. We're talking about one story, but all the components, that's what abiding does to you. Even in the natural, yes. you cannot come from one city to the next city and the landscape is the same. It yes. changes. Yes. You'll find valleys and yes. hills. You'll find trees and you'll find clear yes. land. You'll find, uh, I mean, you're like my friend. Yes. Even in the kingdom, the journey, you'll keep learning different things. Yes. Bringing them. But guess what? All these things we are learning, they're taking us to, the, to one destination. So please understand. Yes. We are not saying mm -hmm. that every kingdom message talks about the power to create wealth. We are saying in the power to create wealth, this. there are various conversations. Mm -hmm. Don't mistake them to be different. Yeah. For sure, we are continuing to talk about Daba. And we are going to talk about the word of God, the proceeding word. And we have to do this until we come to that place where we say, I truly know what ah. the word of God is. Yes. I truly know where I'm missing it. I truly know like Eve where I'm judging the serpent yeah. right and saying God is wrong. Yes. So I will know where to pick up and say, can I go back to where I left it? Yes. And like Joshua, we are going to meditate on this word until we make our way prosperous. That's it. And that is where we tell you that our next masterclass will be on meditation. We will be talking about meditation. Why? Because if there's one thing that component that has been removed yes. from the uh, christendom yes. is meditation let me just put it this way mm -hmm. we lost the art of abiding hmm. Hmm. that's easy that's it if you can just understand abiding yes. then suddenly everything shifts because when you talk about meditation that's what you're saying it that is saying. abiding it's abiding that's what it is coming to a place where you meditate on this word until this word and you are in the same place all right 
This is where we say keep it kingdom. Keep it real. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.